Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Nice to have you with us this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Complete uh, lineup of shows today. Uh, no interruptions between now and uh, 6 o'clock today. Okay. Okay. Uh, the uh, two pros and a cup of Joe guys. I kind of felt sorry for uh, LeVar Arrington uh, this morning at uh, 5.01. Uh, apparently, two of his partners, uh, Jonas Knox and Brady Quinn, and I, I certainly can can see how this could happen, uh, were going to uh, Radio Row this morning, and they were having a hard time finding a parking spot in downtown Phoenix. So LeVar Arrington, the um, you know the third, uh, third man in the booth, was uh, left to, uh, as he said, vamp for himself, basically. <laughs> <laughs> while the other guys uh, looked for uh, looked for a parking spot. Uh, I don't know if you know this about Jonas Knox, but he, uh, early on in his career, uh, when he was in, I guess, high school or college, uh, worked at uh, one of the pizza places, and he was Chuck E. Cheese. He was Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, that's cool. So they gave him a, they gave him a, a hard time about that. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, Brady Quinn's the fair-haired boy from Notre Dame. And uh, pretty boy who played in the NFL and LeVar Arrington was, he was just, you know, he was really good and then he got hurt and, um, and never really um, was able to have the pro career uh, that equaled his college career. His college career, he was, he's now a college football Hall of Famer, played at Penn State, linebacker, you know, terrific, terrific player. Um, and he uh, coaches high school kids uh, and uh, Brady Quinn's a, an analyst for Fox Sports, so... Anyway, I just thought that was uh, I felt for those guys a little bit this morning, or felt for him a little bit this morning. It's like he was kind of left high and dry. So I don't know if he got dropped off, and the other two guys went to go find a parking place. But it's like three o'clock in the morning in Phoenix, and they're at Radio Row, which there's nobody there probably. Probably not a lot of people, unless people are left over from last night and hadn't been to bed yet. But I don't. I've never been to the Super Bowl, so I can't. I don't. I don't have the setup in my mind. Well, there's people, I mean, broadcasting pretty much 24-7 from Radio Row, so there there are people there. There's action going on all the time. Did, did you enjoy that when you would go there? Sure. Okay. Yeah, it was fun. Okay. It was okay. a blast. Okay. Did you hobnob with a lot of folks? Some. Some? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, sometimes you're a hobnobber and sometimes you're not. You know, it's like, you know, it's like uh, the old uh, Mounds commercial. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you don't. Yeah. Yeah. You probably have that feeling most days. You feel like you're surrounded by nuts and sometimes you aren't. <laughs> right? Is that kind of how it works? Uh, sure. Okay. All right. Just just from this uh, Red Raider Sports article, one of the one of the guys that's a big donor basically said his his opinion is that the, the 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 NIL money for the players will have to come to it from a completely new set of donors. He's not, it sounds like he's speaking for everybody, but I don't know that he is um, because he's claiming that he has been thrown under the bus along with everyone else. And I don't know what that means or what that is. It's just stirring the pot. It's just my point on the point. My point on this, it just seems like every day there's something and you've got to, I don't know how you get in front of it and I don't know how you, how you get, uh, get beyond it. And, and really the only way that you can do that in, in my mind is win ball games, but when your team's not playing together, 
um, and you're not getting your big guy involved like Kevin O'Banner like the other night, um, or, and you don't have others stepping up and you have guys that are injured, it, it's hard to cure your ills with wins. And so you have a bunch of speculation and rumor and innuendo and and then there's facts mixed in with that too, um, which doesn't lead to a positive situation. And and I don't know how you can climb out of it fast enough to to get to the off season to try to reboot. Yeah, well, winning as you've mentioned before cures all, and losing brings out all the dirt. Yeah, perpetuates it. Does right? the opposite. Yeah, brings yeah. out all the dirt. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's unfortunate to be in this spot, but it is. Kind of is what it is at uh, at this point. So mm-hmm. I don't like I said I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the knowledge. I don't have all the deals. It's just uh, it's just it's just uh, it just kind of stinks out loud right now. Uh, Super Bowl will be Sunday. They had a pseudo media day yesterday. They call it now opening night. Okay, so I I understand that because the media day kind of I think it had more than jumped the shark. Yes. You know, when Media Day was there, it was truly a Media Day in the early days of the Super Bowl. And then with as the popularity of the of the game grew, um you had kind of the non-sports types and it I guess it kind of jumped it it completely jumped the shark when the person showed up in the wedding dress asking Tom Brady to marry her. Um but there were plenty of other questions too that go back to the you know, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Yeah, and the problem is that's what the media reported on. Right. Okay, the media reported on the, you know, the craziness and not the football. Mm-hmm. The, st- mm. the stupid questions. Yes. Yeah, the, yeah. the stupid question. Uh, but, you know, it, uh, it was, uh, like I said, it just kind of became a, it became a joke in and of itself. Uh, and so they're they're doing something different. One thing I didn't know, and I guess I maybe should have known this. I didn't. I, you don't always know all the assistant coaches, um, you know, on various teams. But I didn't realize that Nick Sirianni uh, had been on the chief staff when Andy Reid took over. He was on the staff that got fired, and Andy Reid sat down with him <clears throat> when he took over in in uh, in, in there at. He started off as an offensive quality control coach, and he'd worked himself up to a, a receivers coach. And he was part of the team that was 2-14. and 14. And uh, so when Andy Reid took over in 2012, he sat down with him, and um, he, he explained to him, he was like, look, I've, I've got a guy that I'm going to bring in, and uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to retain you. Uh, and he appreciates the way that it was handled, uh, but he, he does have still a little bit of a, a chip on his shoulder. He said last night, did I want to leave Kansas City? No, my future wife was there. We were engaged. She had a nice teaching job. She had all her friends there, her mom and her dad, blah, blah, blah. Of course, I didn't want to leave. But when I look at it, God's always putting me in great positions and guided my paths. I know I don't say stuff like that all the time, but I know he has. So I needed to go to San Diego to learn to be at a different spot, to be out of a comfort zone potentially to meet Frank Wright, who he worked for there and then worked for as a, his offensive coordinator in Indianapolis and then put him in position to um, to get the head coaching job there with the with the Eagles. But he talked about how in the first year with the Chargers, um, Chargers beat the Chiefs. He said, I was in the press box standing on the table 
uh, waving my arms and pumping my fists. I was just so emotional about it. But as time goes on and you mature and you think about it, hey, I needed to go through that. I needed to be in that situation. So while he uses that as motivation, um, he's not bitter um, at Andy Reid because probably now as a head coach, he understands that he has guys now too. And uh, he said, I would not be in this position if it wasn't for – well, that was another guy. Uh, But anyway, uh, Howie Roseman, who's the GM of the Eagles, has ties back to Andy Reid. And he was very grateful for Andy Reid. And and Andy Reid talked about how – Grateful he was to be in, in uh, Philadelphia and to be with the Eagles and uh, and his time that he spent there. So, um, you know, he doesn't, you know, he got fired there. So, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't. Yeah, did good things, but, he, but all, eventually was let go. Yeah. I mean, he was he was a guy that, you know, took him to a couple Super Bowls and but couldn't get over the hump. And um, they finally realized that maybe they'd gone as far as they could go with him and, uh, and let him go. And, and Doug Peterson led him to a Super Bowl. Then they let him go. And now you have uh, Nick Sirianni um, uh, taking him to uh, to a Super Bowl. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens on Sunday. We'll have the game for you on 100.7 The Score in here on Double T 97.3. It all begins at 1 o'clock, and the kick is about uh, 5.30 or so in the evening. It'll be interesting to see um, what happens because uh, pretty much everybody's predicting uh, that the uh, Eagles will beat the Chiefs. Uh-huh. I don't know that it's pretty much everybody. Well, I mean, it's not the the odds makers. Uh, there's some that uh, there's some that aren't. I mean, uh, all right, we'll we'll agree to disagree on this one. On the everybody, mm, yeah. I kind of sound like a 15 year old there when I say that, don't I? No, you sound like a Chiefs fan who's trying to make yourself sound like the underdog no. that nobody believes in. And no, yeah. no, I don't feel I don't, I don't feel like it like that way. I just I truly do feel like that. Seems like. That they that the odds are. Um, I, I mean, I, I I've I've seen plenty of p- people pick the the Eagles. Don't get me wrong, but I think you're a little off with everyone. Everyone, okay. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It's February the seventh, twenty twenty three. With this day in sports history, here is Jeff McGuire. Some days are really good uh-huh. to do things, and some days are really bad, and some days are really good to have a kid, and some days are really bad to have a kid. This is one of those <laughs> days where it'd be really good to have something happen, not a good day to be, have a kid. Okay. Lots of birthdays today. Oh, <laughs> Lots of famous birthdays. Doesn't today. mean it's a bad day to have a kid. It just means that... Big list you got to overcome to be the most famous person on the birthday. A lot of production. Okay, well, a lot of is production that what we're going for? A lot of production. Is that, what we're, is that what we're shooting for? If your goal is to have the most famous person born on this day, then you got a long list to go through today. Who's the most por- important or famous person born on your birthday? Gary Ashby. Oh, well, that's pretty big. That's tough to beat. How about yeah. you, John Hines? Uh, Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. Or well, Pele. Like it's uh, Gary Ashby and then Kate Upton. So I, I think I I'd no take shot. Kate Upton over Gary Ashby. <laughs> well, that's famous. I mean, if we're talking famous, everybody knows Gary. <laughs> I don't know. Gary's got some really good minor league baseball stories. <laughs> uh, 1949. Joe DiMaggio becomes the first $100,000 a year baseball player for the New York Yankees. For the New York Yankees. Because, okay. you know, he didn't play for anybody else. Right. But you told us about Ted Williams getting one yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Different year. Right. Uh, 1958, Dodgers officially become 
The Los Angeles Dodgers Incorporated. Inc. Okay. Unless you're going to tell me of Anaheim. No, that's the Angels. <laughs> right. West Coast, Southern California, et cetera, et cetera. 1987, U.S. Male Figure Skating Championship is won by Brian Boitano. 1988, in the 38th NBA All-Star Game in Chicago, the East beats the West 138 to 133. Anybody want to guess who the MVP was? Michael Jordan. <laughs> I had that program. Did you go to that game? I did not. 2010, in the Super Bowl in Miami Gardens, New Orleans Saints beat the Indianapolis Colts 31 to 17. Drew Brees was your MVP. Mm, Super Bowl 50, I believe. Uh, 46. 46. 44. 44. 44. Okay. Uh, in 2014, mm -hmm. the 22nd Winter Olympic Games begin in Sochi, Russia. And in 2021, Super Bowl, Tampa Bay, Buccaneers, dominate the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs 31-9, to Tom Brady. MVP, his record seventh Super Bowl win. Mahomes said last night that the, that one, he thinks about that one more than he thinks about the win, that the, the sting of that one really motivated him uh, moving forward. That yeah. doesn't that, surprise you, right? No, I mean, that's every athlete that says that. The yeah. losses hurt way more than the wins excite you. Yeah. yeah. Happy National Fettuccine Alfredo Day. Are you a big fan? I'm a fat guy that likes food, yes. Jamie, fettuccine Alfredo? No, no thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm out too. Mm, fat guy that likes food. I'll take I'll take it all. Um, happy birthday, former Red Raider basketball player Matt Mooney. Turns 26. Happy birthday, Red Raider former quarterback Billy Joe Tolliver. Mm, the big redhead. Seven. Yep. Aston Kutcher, 45. Austin Kutcher, uh, 45. See, Aston. Uh, oh, Chris Rock, 58. It's Ashton, Ashton, yeah. It's not Aston. It's what I said the first time. Ashton Kutcher, 45. Chris Rock, 58. Garth Brooks, 61. Isaiah Thomas Jr., 34. Steve Nash, 49. James Spader, 63. Robin Lively, 51. Juwan Howard, 50. And Matthew Stafford is 35. So who got cut from your list of you that you said it was so difficult? I'm not to... even sure that anybody did get cut. There's just a whole lot more birthdays okay. than events today. And on this day in 1962, John F., uh, President John F. Kennedy issues an executive order uh, bordering, the United uh, bordering the United States, restricting the trade with Cuba. The ensuing embargo, which effectively restricts all trade between Cuba and the United States, has had profound negative effort effects on the island's nation economy and shaped the recent history of the Western Hemisphere. And that is this day in sports history. All right. This day in sports history. All right. I'm um I'm checking it out here. I'm seeing who shares a birthday with me. Mm -hmm. Chris Farley. That's good. Mm. He's a funny guy. Jane Seymour. Yeah, she's she was a she was a uh, Kate Upton back in her day. Yarmir Yager. Oh, he's pretty good. You probably would like him. Hockey guy. Mm. Hard player. I know of NASCAR driver Jimmy Spencer, mm -hmm. but he's not Johnny Cueto. Okay, there you go. Eh, nobody, nobody too, too. I mean, Chris Farley, that would be the biggest, biggest name to me. 
6.50 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Somebody says, Walt Disney for me. Oh, how about no, that? That's a pretty big one. Yeah. Uh, this, Chuck could sue for sue the school for emotional distress, not making the ninth grade basketball team, caused his lack of confidence that still scars him today that caused him to lose his free throw contest with Finkner. <laughs> uh, incorrect. I won the free throw contest with Finkner. I lost the one-on-one battle with Finkner. There's that lack of confidence for you right there. <laughs> This, my 11-year-old didn't make the travel softball squad, and she said we have to work harder. Good for her. Yes. Great attitude. Uh, Gerald says this, much of that is not, quote, coddling to their feelings, but adhering to federal privacy laws. Maybe overreacting to those laws, but parents sue over everything these days. I think everybody sues over everything these days. Uh, the big Hall of Fame guy is David Baker. I think I said his I said his name was David Allen, but it's David Baker. Yes. Uh, they posted our kids' seventh grade A and B teams in the Sports U chat. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Well, somebody says four and a half hours of pregame. No thanks. My goodness, what are you going to do with your day on Sunday? I hope it's just a miserable day outside, so that. Have a fire and don't feel guilty about not going outside. And either, even if it was a beautiful day, I probably I probably shouldn't have that attitude because there's probably plenty of you that want to have a beautiful day, so you can enjoy the outside. Because regardless, it could be it could be sunny and still and 75, and ain't nothing going to get me outside from one o'clock on. So I shouldn't I shouldn't be that way. I want it to be a beautiful day so that everybody can enjoy it. Rule number one, if Chuck doesn't want to be outside, he doesn't want anybody outside. No, he wants no, everybody to I, be miserable. I changed my mind. I changed my mind. Only because you saw me rolling my eyes mm-hmm. over here. I didn't see you rolling your eyes. I, I just thought I thought better of it. I, thought I can I could be better on that. Uh, this uh, Chris Farley's dead, not so funny anymore. Well, you still can watch his movies, and they're still pretty funny, but yeah. He's pretty funny. He's, he's dead. There's no doubt about it. But he's still funny. He's just not going to be funny anymore. There's no new funnies for him, unfortunately. You got tennis playing Sunday? Yes. Okay. And I want you to be I want you to I want you to be comfortable. I want you to have any um Did you just did, I'm good. Don't worry about me, man. Well, I'm not. I'm not gonna worry about you. I'm not gonna worry about you. I'm <laughs> I'm done I'm done. I I used to at some point in time, but I don't anymore. I'll be good. I'll be good. All right, Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. Go to double T973.com for that on the mobile app, Benchmark Hotline 2. Uh, speaking of moms, um, Travis Kelsey's mom has two boys playing in the Super Bowl, and she presented both of them with cookies last night. That's nice of her. Yeah. And she had them in the little plastic thing like your mom usually does, you know. And uh, so, anyway, I thought that was I thought that was cool. I mean, and she, she comes out a winner uh, either way. There was a. A bit of a movement um, to have her do the coin toss because both Travis Kelsey and her other son, Jason Kelsey, for the Eagles, he's the center, um, are both team captains. And so there was a thought that maybe she should be the coin flipper. But um, they're not going to do that. She's not going to be the coin flipper. I thought that, that would have been kind of cool. Because this is the first time that brothers have played each other on the field. I mean, brothers have coached against each other, like the Harbaugh brothers coached against each other a number of years ago. But this is the first time that players have coached against each other. Or players have played against each other. Brothers played against each other. 
I have a feeling. <laughs> what triggered that? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> okay, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Thank you for I that. I should have just responded with, I hope there's an, a debilitating ice storm that's so bad that all of Lubbock loses power and nobody watches the Super Bowl. Oh. Yeah, that would have been. I don't wish that at all. I want to watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> that would have been. But if I want to be outside beforehand, I don't know why. You just can't let people do what they want to do. It's because you don't want to do it doesn't mean that it has to be bad. I know. It's a, like the XFL or like the pro flag football Pro Bowl. Okay. If wow. other people want to enjoy it, let them enjoy it. The XFL, you brought that up too. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Jamie Linton, Jeff McGuire, and Chuck Hines. Nice to uh, have you with us this morning. We will... Uh, have uh, girls and boys basketball for you on 100.7 The Score and Double T 97.3 tonight. Lubbock Cooper girls play at Abilene Wiley at 6 on 100.7 The Score. Boys follow. And the Friendship girls take on Odessa Permian tonight. 6 o'clock the tip time for the girls, 7.30 for the boys-ish. That'll follow the girls. How do you? What's the scouting report on the, the Permian girls versus the Friendship Tiger girls? I'm going to go comfortable win. For the Tigers. Comfortable win. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about for the boys? Mm, yeah. Comfortable win. Comfortable win. Uh, any thoughts on the Lubbock Cooper girls playing at Abilene Wiley? I realize that you're... I don't know the Abilene Wileys. I've not seen them. Okay. I did see them in the summer, uh, but I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna feeling good about the Cooper girls. Cooper boys are about a 500 squad, so maybe a little bit tougher match for them. Do you think, uh, and I want to get back to Tech Baseball, this is just a quick random question for you, because both schools, Lubbock Cooper and Friendship, are going to be adding high schools. Uh, Do you think that will help them, just from the standpoint of having fewer students in one building, so that you don't necessarily, I mean, at some point in time, you're all going to have to play the Metroplex schools or the San Antonio schools or the, the bigger schools, but do you think maybe dropping down just a little bit would would help them extend their stay per se in the in the state playoffs and maybe get to a state championship game or at least a, the the re, re, regional finals. Maybe, maybe. I mean, you have to remember that you you're splitting your talent to a certain degree. Too. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you're not shuffling. Let's all the basketball players play. Go to this school. You're not. Football, okay. <laughs> go to this school and all the baseball. You know. Wouldn't that be cool if you could do that? Right? To, to yeah, get, to get, probably rules it, against that. Gets away from the purpose of what school really yeah, is, right? Yeah. So, um, but you would you would think so. You would think so. Yeah, I, I would. To me, I, would, it, I don't. And I don't know which sport it helps the most. I don't, I don't know if it helps football the most in that in that regard, or if it helps basketball the most. Um, and, and you know sometimes you just have special teams or you have special players that come through your school and no no matter how big or how small the school is you're going to have success because you have either a group of players that are playing together or you have some really special players that elevate the team sure you know um you know you're you're allowed to win every year it just sometimes it may, sometimes it's a little bit harder it feels like sometimes it's not necessarily a, a fair fight per se mm-hmm. um when you go up against some of those big uh, Metroplex schools, but who knows? Maybe, I'm sure they have their challenges too internally, right? In terms of of <clears throat> how things go for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It almost mm-hmm. makes you wonder because I mean, what's the 
it, it goes back to that. What's the purpose of sports? And, you know, and to me, some of the purpose of sports at the high school level, and I, I have no skin in this game, but it helps teach discipline. It helps teach respect. It helps, you know, give you a, an activity, you know, builds camaraderie, teammates, lifelong friends, all those things. And, um, you know, not to wax philosophically on you, but sometimes there's more emphasis placed on winning than maybe on on those things of what it really kind of helps build you for for the next, you know, 20, 30, 40 years of your life. That's probably fair. But but we all want to win. I mean, we all want to win, you know, uh, no matter what the level is. I mean, even these... Even you, Chuck? Yeah, yeah even <laughs> me. These... And, you know, it, it, it used to drive me crazy a million years ago when, when our youngest was playing in these, this, you know, T-ball thing where they didn't, quote, didn't keep score. I'm like, what's the purpose of that? You know, they've got to learn how to be disappointed. They've got to learn how to win with grace and class. And then all the parents and grandparents are keeping score anyway. How you won? You won? You won? <laughs> but there's no scoreboard. It just... Drove me sure. bat blank crazy. All right, where is the strength of this Texas Tech baseball team? We've talked about the pitching. We've talked about a little bit of a question mark for the starters. Feel good about the bullpen. Feel good about the closers. But where's the where's the strength of this team? I think the depth, just overall with the lineup, and just at every, it seems like at every position you've got multiple guys that you feel like you could go out there and win with. So I mean, I really think there's a lot of young talent on this team. Not a ton of veterans, and uh, we know you're replacing a lot, but I, I think this team's really going to surprise people offensively. Do you think um, the the offense will be hit them out of the park, or is this going to be run producing in terms of singles, doubles, triples, as opposed to a bloop and a blast? I think a little bit of both. Okay. I think both. I mean, in thinking years past, you were more of a relied on the long ball. And, you know, a lot of times that works, especially with the ballpark that you play in. You clearly had a lot of success, but um, then you go and you play in a ballpark and in an area like you did against Georgia Southern, and if you can't hit the ball out of the ballpark, you can't, you know, you, you struggle to score. Yeah. And you lose low-scoring close games. So I it feels like there's a little bit more of, you know, being able to, um, even though you still have the big boppers and all that kind of stuff, you you have a lot of uh, guys that can run. You have guys that can, you know, that are contact hitters that are going to get on base, high on base percentage, those kind of things. I feel like there's more of that this year than there was last year. It it, it feels like I mean again perception is reality, and, and you're going to probably say, oh no, he's not that way at all. It just seems like with Coach Tadlock's quote personality or what we see, you know, what we as the casual observer sees. Um, that he'd be more of a, you know, run, let's be run productive, you know, in terms of moving runners over or doubles or triples or, you know, singles or, but I feel like that he's kind of crafted his teams to be more bloop and blast guys. Or, or just blast and blast guys. <laughs> or just yeah, blast I don't blast. think he's looking for the blue, but he's <laughs> just blast. Right. Uh, I think he plays to the ballpark. I think he, you know, uh, you know, the wind here affects the, you know, factors in, and um, uh, you've been able to uh, recruit plenty of guys that can, mm-hmm. you know, mash, you know, can really hit, and so. Um, Plus, he's got a play-by-play guy, and 
Jeff Haxton, who, you know, and you too. Catches from the booth. Right. I mean, well, you know, I mean, your skill set, you guys' skill sets are calling the long ball. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We need to hear adios, muchacho. We don't get that after, you know, a bunt moves the runner over, right? Right. No. And we don't get the. (laughs) They got a pretty good double play call. The ball is out of here. You know, the ball is out of (laughs) here. So I I just think that. um, Have you been working on that in the shower? You know, not one time. Here's the wine and the three-two pitch. Not one time. Not one time. That not ball one. is out of here. Your wife would be like, "What are you screaming at?" Uh, I I think that it. I don't know if it per se is his personality. I just think that you know he's felt like that's that's the way to win college baseball games. But can you see why I'd say that? I mean, because he seems to be like a kind of a quiet, reserved kind of much like you. I so mean, he would be more of a small ball guy. Yeah, just it just. I mean, I get it. It and just compliments him, but I mean, you know, I mean, but you, you, you guys that are, you know, quieter and you know more even keeled and mature, you surprise me sometimes with your um, tendencies. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think he's just uh, whatever it takes to win, guy. Okay. He'll do whatever it takes. He'll adjust. Do you think he's feeling good about this season? I I, I think so. I would bet so. Can you? Do you when you when you're kind of observing him? Does he have a little extra step in his step? I mean, where it's like you kind of get this feeling like, hey, this team could be kind of special, kind of deal. Extra step in the step. Extra, so he, he takes two steps at a time. Or yeah, he kind of skips along, you he know. He skips kind of along. Can't wait to get to the ballpark, kind of thing, you know. He's, he's, that's he's, just not Coach Tadlock. I mean, he can can't wait to get to the ballpark. All that. I yeah. just don't think he's ever, you know. Your question about are you giddy? I don't think Coach Tadlock ever gets giddy. Yeah, I don't think you do either. Yeah. No, he's, he's as even keeled as they come. I think your giddiness is more about you know your tennis game. I noticed when you bounced out of here yesterday. I mean, you were flying out the door to go to hit the ball around a little bit. I enjoy it. Yeah, no, I think that's I think yeah. that's cool. Oh, yeah. th- that'd probably be good for me to find something that I enjoyed like that. Mm-hmm. Something athletic that would I could. Kind of be a skill at. I don't know. I hear they're trying to get an Olympic back. You know. I'm sorry. What? I hear they're trying to get an Olympic curling team going. (laughs) That's probably slower coming back after you know not playing well. Sure. Right. Uh, This I can't ever imagine Tim Tadlock skipping along. You know, speak softly and carry a big stick. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's well said. Yeah. Made it to the six under state flag football championship in Denton with a little. 3A squad this year. Super, super competitive. That's great. It's awesome. Awesome. Nice. Uh, somebody said this. I saw Coach Tadlock at the Lyle Lovett concert Friday night at the Buddy Holly. I almost didn't recognize him without his baseball cap on. Dan in Dallas. He was here. Dan in Dallas was here. Wow. He didn't come over and see us. Huh. Uh-uh. That's all right. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, you've got a question for us, presumably, right? I do have a question for you, (laughs) and it is involving Red Raider football. Okay. I want to know what player... Do you think on the Red Raider football team could have a, let's call it a bounce back 
2023. Mm. Maybe somebody in 2022 that you expected to have a big year that didn't have as big of a year. Who do you think can have a bounce back 2023? The first guy that comes to my mind is Mason Tharp. (laughs) Every question. (laughs) Well, I just, I think... I, just, I think he actually does fall into this category. Yeah, I mean, just because, I mean, he got dinged up at the end. And um, I just I just look at what Rob Gronkowski did for the Patriots, what Travis Kelsey does for the Chiefs, and I look at him and go, could he be that guy? Could he, could he be that guy for somebody? Because of his size. Yeah, but he doesn't move nearly as well as those two did. Not yet. You know, maybe he's not been. Maybe if he was told that, hey, and I think you could. I think you could be that guy. And he'd be he would be extra motivated. Jeff. It feels weird to have this one on the list. Mm-hmm. Tyler Shuck. I, he's performed well for you, but he's been hurt every year for the last two years. At some point, that luck should change, right? So if he's healthy all year, he will have better uh, rapport with his receivers. He'll have better rapport with his tight ends. You'll have more consistency in the offense, which would imply a better year, wouldn't it? I kind of feel like that's cheating, though, because he was your starting quarterback and you won seven regular season games last year. Yeah, no, I think that's good because, I mean, he missed a bunch of games. Yeah. I think, that's a a good, I think that's a good answer. I feel like Family Feud. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Miles Price is the first guy that comes to mind for me. Somebody just jumped, said that on the text line, okay. too. Um, if you had disallowed the Tyler Shuck, Price was where I was going to go. Yeah, I mean, a guy that we thought was going to be all-conference last mm-hmm. year. And really, I mean, he missed some games because of injury, too. I don't know if I want to say Desai Pierre or not. I mean, he totaled four and a half sacks and... You know, ultimately made 40 tackles for you this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm just stuck on Chuck constantly mentioning him over and over again because he's going to hurt somebody. And so he really wasn't overly hyped. I just felt like he was a little bit quiet last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think he's got the potential to have make a big burst, but may, maybe it's not fair to call him a comeback guy. Um, what about Baylor Cup? Yeah, he'd be another guy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because we heard an awful lot about him, mm-hmm. and you know he was up for the <clears throat> the tight end award too, going into the season. You know, he was on that watch list, um, but just didn't feel like that you ever. And maybe they had to use him to block, and you know, but it just it just felt like that you never really saw him very much. Tharp and Cup each had twelve catches last year. Tharp played in two less games. <laughs> Um, 132 yards total for Cup, 100 for Tharp. I mean, we were all so incredibly high on the tight end position. We were, yep. So incredibly high and mm-hmm. just weren't able to, each of them scored twice, just weren't able to get that much and throw Henry Teeter into the mix as well. He had six grabs, so you got 30 catches from your tight end position, but I thought it was going to be a lot more. How about Loic Fungi? Could you throw him into the mix too? I mean, it kind of feels like he's he was better last year than the two previous. I mean, at the tail end, you know, he was he was becoming pr- productive. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, I guess I didn't expect. I, I knew he was progressing, but I didn't expect a huge year out of him last year. So I don't know that I would call it a bounce back, but I expect a bigger year this year. Mm-hmm. And you're right, he did finish strong. Austin McNamara. <laughs> I mean, maybe I, I say this only <laughs> because of expectation expectations versus results. Yeah, until we got fair. toward the end of the year, yeah. where it felt like he got kind of got back on track there, but it mm-hmm. took. 10 games, nine games for that to happen. Yeah. Although you don't want your punter to be the most improved player. No, no, you don't. Uh, you don't, it, you know, it'll be interesting to see what that quarterback battle looks like. Um, when, when they end, when they go to spring, you know, with Baron Morton and, and Tyler Shuck. I'm, I think I'm quarterback battled out. Are you? <laughs> well, I think you, it's going to be Tyler Shuck. I, I don't. I don't. Hands down. I don't think there's any chance. Okay. Tyler Shuck doesn't start the first game of the season. Okay. Yeah. Right. You feel know, the same way? Jeff? I don't know that there's a battle. No battle. Yeah. No. Uh, somebody brings up Bryce Ramirez. Yeah. I would. Oh man. Would love to see him have a have a if big he year and come back. Steps on the field back. next year. That'd be an awesome yeah, comeback. No doubt. No doubt. Saw him pumping some iron on video yesterday. Did you? Look just like you, Heinz. That's yeah. initially why I watched the video. I thought it was you. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I'm. I'm. I'm woefully weak on that kind of stuff. Um, I did tell my gal last night, though. No nursing home exercises. Just re- reiterated that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I just don't want to be coddled. You know. It's good. Channel challenge me. I want to. Want to feel like I felt it. You know, a little bit. I love that you have a personal trainer. I think that's awesome. Well, I do it more for discipline more than anything else because it forces me to go. I mean, and it helps me. It helps me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're buff. We so, all need a coach, right? I'm not uh, buff. You're about to rip out of that shirt there. No. Right? Okay. You can. <laughs> what? Do you get giddy leaving the house going? I leave here. Oh, okay. I leave. I leave here to do that. Uh, I don't know about Giddy. No, I'm, do you usually flex afterwards, like Mahomes style? I I flexed with the boys when we did our snowman. <laughs> <laughs> we did the Mahomes. We did the Mahomes deal. No, I can't. I did. Uh, somebody wants to know where Donovan Smith ended up. At Houston. He's at Houston. Yeah, boy. <clears throat> He's gonna come in here and start against us. I just hope he doesn't light us up. Uh, Seven thirty-seven this morning here. On the morning drive. Uh, so that's, uh, if you have a thought on that, um, you can weigh in on the Yates Flooring Center hat chat line. Go to the Double T973 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. I have a second unauthorized question. Oh, okay, go of ahead. Of the day. Okay. It's unauthorized. Why do I have a feeling I need to brace myself for this? It has to do with your question for me a little while ago. Uh-huh. What member of the Texas Tech radio crews is most similar to the head coach that he works for who reminds you of them the most because i got one in mind you do i think level reminds me of mark adams i think level's kind of like a stand up and fold your arms kind of guy okay oversee things okay i could probably see that I i bet they have a similar personality okay I think, actually, I think you and Tim Tadlock are peas in the same pod. He would be so disappointed to hear that, probably. He would? No, <laughs> I think he would take that as a compliment. I would say, I'd say, 
Coach, you know, we had this conversation the other day. Like, if I ever ran into him in the grocery store again, I think, hey, you know, we were talking about this the other day, and we, Jamie asked this question. I said, I think it's him and you. I think you guys are <laughs> peas of the same pod. Okay, so one that crosses sports, they don't work for each other, Joey McGuire and Chuck, right? <laughs> <laughs> I believe the answer to that question is 100%. Yeah, and that's the one. I'll take that as a compliment. Okay. 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 Which radio personality is the most like Coach Gerlich? Coach Gerlich. I don't know her well enough to have an opinion on this, so. I mean, she's, she's got a little spunk to her. She's got a little fire to her. Um, you know. Um, so hacks? Could be, Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, she you know she's made it clear. Like I asked the question, like we're not here for moral victories; we're here to win. I'm like it's men. <laughs> no, I think she's. Uh, I I really uh, I really enjoy being around her and her group. They um, they're really they're really fun to be around. That's but good. Anyway, that's good. for what it's worth. Um, if I, I couldn't go, if I went assistant coaches. I'd say uh, Jamie and Tim DeRuiter. Very similar. Very matter of fact. Very plain. Very, this is not straight, just the facts. I'm offended by your plain comment. (laughs) Yeah, I I can see that. I mean, because Coach DeRuiter's been, he's been. It's, you know, we love how the, you know, we don't care what the yard is. We have got, we got a job to go do. And that's. Right. Yeah. Doesn't matter the situation. Our job is to go stop the offense. That's kind of how Jamie is. Yeah, right. No matter where we get put on the field. Yeah. Put the fire out. I think he's used that term as well. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Take your thoughts, comments. Yates Flooring Center chat line. Benchmark hotline's open too. Uh, Syntax Hank says this. Chuck also described the art of skimming. It's how the mafia got rich in Vegas. Take a little off the top, never too much to attract attention. Okay. Okay. Good lesson. Good lesson. Uh, Dylan says this. Damn, it feels good to be a gangsta. That was the song mm-hmm. from Office Space and that we just played. Yes. Okay. Uh, Chuck, you have to be careful what you say anywhere because Alexa is always listening. It's the conspiracy theory in me. Okay. Do you worry about that at all? No. My father-in-law was at our house once and he was, I mean, he was commenting on because we have multiple and he, he was commenting on, aren't you worried about you know, people listening in on what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if, if people want to listen in to. I'm a radio talk show host, sir. I, people, I want people to listen into what no, I'm saying. No, but if people want to listen in to, uh, you know, us arguing with our teenage daughters or having conversations about, you know, what we're going to do on Tuesday night, whether we're going to go to. <coughs> To Sam's Costco or uh, Target. I mean, uh, just have at it. Sounds like a lot of entertainment for you. The, <clears throat> the next time somebody asks you that question, uh-huh. have them pull out their phone. If it's a smartphone connected yeah, to the internet, same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Mm. I'm just like, mm, what no, do you sir. Just, no, sir. I'm not worried about it. What do you use Alexa for the most? The weather? Do you do like... Music. You have like trivia music battles with your wife over, you know, 
how old something is or when something occurred or nothing. Uh, we don't, we don't, there's not a lot of that going on at the White House. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not super competitive like you and the lucky lady. She, I, it's probably more me than, than it is. Yeah, yeah, that's what I assumed. Yeah, probably. Yeah. She, she was, she's, she's of more sound mind and body than, than me. Um, Ain't no conspiracy about it. Alexa's always, is definitely listening. Okay. Uh, we get this from uh, Eric on Wheels. I'm giddy about baseball starting. I love getting to the park early and walking around, taking in the sights, ready to watch a new team and make new memories. I like it. I'm okay. a fan. Okay. Um, before I get to Bayheim, one uh, couple hangover questions from uh, from our baseball discussion. Um, strength. We talked about the strength of the team a little bit, but where's the strength of the defense, do you think? Is it in the infield? Is it the outfield? Is it the catcher? Is uh, I think it's the outfield. I think you got guys in the outfield that can really go. I, I mean, I think Hudson White and Dylan Maxey are really good catchers. I, I mean, Maxey's kind of – he's hit the ball so well as a freshman, at least in the fall and the spring, that you're saying, okay, where, how can we get – him on the field as a catcher, and where do we put Hudson White in his place? You know, because Hudson's got to—he's going to be out there swinging mm-hmm. the stick every day too. And um, the same over at uh, third base slash catcher and Kevin Bazell. Some of your best hitters are are catchers, and Bazell can play third base and looks really comfortable over there playing third as well. So, I mean, you're just trying to figure out—you know—on certain days maybe you go. A little bit more defensive certain days maybe go a little bit more offensive um but i i think in the outfield you you've got some absolute burners out there that can go so i'm i'm anxious to see uh those guys do work but i think it's going to be a lot of fun if you as you've kind of evolved the big 12 and have observed it over the last 10 plus years what what position or what area do you think is most important to be excellent at defense at mm, it'd be hard to to not say shortstop i thought to, i figured you were going to say that i just didn't know if you were going to say a different position based on what you've what you've observed and if it was if it's the, i just thought you may have a different answer but and, and it looks like for all the world you're going to have a true freshman or two true freshmen starting as a matter of fact two guys that should still be in high school could be starting will burns is a Interesting guy. He just came in at the semester break. He graduated early, and he's going to be a walk-on quarterback on the football team. But he's a really good-looking athlete with a strong arm, okay? And he's eligible to play baseball this spring, and so he will. And so him and Tracer Lopez, the other – another one of the freshmen, um, feels like they're getting the most time at the shortstop position. Um, both of them slick fielders and all the above, but I think you're going to have a – and then you have Travis Sanders, who is a 14th-round pick of the Red Sox that everybody thought would come in and from day one be the starting shortstop. He's played more third base, it feels like, than he has shortstop. And so, um, I mean, he's – and then there's a, another kid named Cade McGar, who's a really good freshman infielder. I think you'll see all those guys maybe who's ever not playing – uh, short could be playing some second or third, as I mentioned with Sanders. Uh, so you got a, a lot of options there, guys that can play multiple positions, but that are 
really young and talented. You spoke to the depth earlier of this about this team. Is that where is that where it is? Do you think in the infield? It's there. It's in the outfield. I I, I think uh, you know I I think it um, center field. You've got you've got Dylan Carter, who's an elite defender, but we all know struggled at the plate last year. So um, I think the the challenge for him is to to take a big step forward at the plate. Um, and I know he's put a ton of work in, so um, hopefully that'll pay off for him. But you've got two other freshmen in Gage Harrelson, who's a left-handed kind of, you know, definitely a contact hitter, but it's got a little bit of pop, but can absolutely go. go. He's from Georgia. He'll remind you a little bit of a former Georgia player in, in Gabe Holt. Not saying he's that good, but he'll remind you him a he little bit. He was pretty bit. good, right? He was fantastic at the play, yes. Um, and so Gage has got that kind of leadoff hitter kind of style. Uh, and then there's Jarrett Curtis, who's a a freshman outfielder who, I mean, can I mean can really go, can really run. And so Curtis could also, I think, he's been he's been playing left some in the spring as well. Mm-hmm. So he could play over over there. Nolan Hester <clears throat> is another outfielder that he's the the transfer from from Wofford, and he's not as fast, but can I mean he's a, a guy that can run, and then he's a definitely a, a lot of contact, small strike zone. He's going to get on base a bunch, and then you've got Owen Washburn over there and right. It feels like that that's his job, and I think Washburn has the potential to be you know the next superstar here at Texas Tech. Do you have any new uh, repertoire? Anything new that you're bringing to the uh, to the broadcast booth this year? Any new sayings? Anything new that you that you'd like to try out on us uh, this morning? You know how you call a strikeout or the wind in the three two pitch? Maybe it's you know. Any... I believe he's going to start calling an error a chuck. Okay, you could do that. <laughs> a chuck. A chuck. They say he chucks it over to first. Chucks it over to first. <laughs> if the throw's wide, he chucked it over there. Um, not that I can think of. Okay. You know, nothing um, has come to mind. I, I hope that's not disappointing. I no, guess. no, I'm just curious. Yeah. Just, just curious. Didn't know if you know if you had any new mm-hmm. twists or anything like that that you were gonna bring. Did to you the... have anything new this year for your broadcast? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. I don't think I've. Hey, I, I don't think I've contributed a whole lot this year. I, I have, the boss tells me one thing: just stay out of Hacks' way. Just let Hacks be great. You know that's my goal. Let Hacks be great. Right, that's, that's right. Let Hacks be great. This has been the Morning Drive podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T ninety seven three podcasts at double t ninety seven three dot com.